Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Belmont Banter. And this week we've got great, great treat for you. We've got Lee Bossom, who's got long, long connections with Whitstable Town. He's on the other end of the phone, but I can see him on Zoom. So how are you doing, Lee? I'm all good, thanks, Tony. You're all good, except for we were talking off air and you've <laughs> broken your leg, haven't you? Yeah, I'm, I managed to uh, break my leg playing for Whitstable Vets in October. And I say this is this is me now just starting to walk without crutches. So the wife's not very happy with you then? No, no. <laughs> not, when, not when she had to come and pick me up on a, <laughs> a Saturday morning. <laughs> no, I should think not. So you were playing for Whitstable Vets, what, down at the Belmont? Uh, no, we were actually playing in Canterbury in the in a league game, but we, we have played a few games at the Belmont, which has been nice. Oh, that's good. He's a good lad, Stephen. You met the chairman. I met him and his son. His son refereed one of our games down there. Yeah, he's good. Ethan, he's a, he's a yeah. lovely boy. He's yeah, a really yeah. good lad. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's good. Always it nice people at Whistable. Yeah, absolutely. That's because you've been there. Right, we're <laughs> going to go full circle now. Just a while ago, you were telling me about your first game where you played over at Aylsham, which is where you're from. But you yeah. had connections with Whitstable right from, what, 12, 13? Yeah, when I was 12, 13-year-old, my dad was assistant manager to Bill Craig. So every Tuesday night, I think it was then, or Thursday night, it would have been, I was training with the first team from then, really. So it was all, all good, you know, because there was a lot of Aylsham lads there at the time. David Gear for one. No, that was that was before Dave's time. Oh, yeah, really? No, this is going back to ooh, Brian Gamble in goal, uh, Bobby Miller, R- Willie Duncan. Um, oh, Paul Rimmer played up front, didn't he? Yes, he did. So that's what's that? That's got to be it's got to be about eighty two, eighty three time. About then, might so, even be early. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that sort of time. Yeah, because I I think well, I certainly saw you play or Brian in goal. Yeah, it would have been about that time. Yeah, amazing how time goes, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I say it's got to be around, I was about 12, 13, so I think, you know, I, I played for I played for Snowdown in the Kent League when I was 14. Amazing, isn't it? What a career you've had, and you've only just stopped now through a broken leg. Yeah, yeah. 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 So foot, football's in your blood, isn't it? Be honest. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah I've, I've done some miles in the uh, in the Kent League. You have, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I, I've just done a lovely interview, you may have heard it, with Andy Constable, and Andy's 40. And he's still playing. He's playing for Lid Town now. Or really? Lid. Yeah, he's playing for yeah. Lid. And uh, he said that he's going to keep going as long as he possibly can. He said he just, he just doesn't want to stop. No, I don't blame him. And he said it's not just the football. It's the camaraderie. It's the it's the dressing room. It's it's the football club. It's, it's everything. Yeah, well, one of the reasons I went back to play Vets was the camaraderie, banter. The football comes second, really, then. Too right. You know, right, let's, uh, let's take you back then. So you started off where, did you say Snowdon you were playing? Snowdon, yeah, playing for Snowdon when I was yeah, 14. And how long, how long were you at Snowdon for? Oh, I've been back and forward to Snowdon more than I have Whitstable. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, cool. I probably had a 
couple of years there. And then I signed for Phil Nash at Canterbury yeah. when I was 16, playing in the Southern League for Phil, Phil Nash at Canterbury when I was 16. And I think every time he dropped me, I went back to Snowdown and had a game for them. <laughs> and then he came back to Canterbury again, yeah. Is that when yeah. they were playing where the Greyhound Stadium was? Or the... Yeah, that was yeah that was Kingsmead, playing at Kingsmead in the, I think it was the Beezer Homes League then, back then. Yeah. But that was a terrific standard. I mean, that was like, uh, it, the, the pyramid was different then. You know, it, it's yeah. good to be recognised, but Southern League football was quite a step, wasn't it? I mean, you were playing yeah. with some experienced players. Yeah, yeah, I was playing with some really, you know, ex-league players, players who, Pat Hilton just was there, um, well, Graham Knight was there. Yeah, it was a lot of, lot of ex-Jills players there, or not a lot, a couple. Yeah, and I was, I was 16, in and out of the side, really, and really doing, doing quite well. When did you finally leave Canterbury then? Because I know you said you were backwards and forwards to Snowden, and Snowden's going to come up a lot because of your affinity yeah. with the club. So yeah. when did you finally leave Canterbury? I left, I left Canterbury for the first time properly to sign for Gravesend when I was 17. We, I always remember we played Gravesend, who were due to win the league that year, I think. And, they had, um, and a fellow called Chris Weller from Chatham, yep. you might know. Yes, heard of, heard of Chris Weller, yeah. He he was part of the Gravesend setup, and um, he came. We played Gravesend early on, and I, I scored a volley from outside the box. We got beat five one, but that put us one nil up after ten minutes. I think towards the last, played half a season, played half a season up at Gravesend. They signed me, and I played the last half a season at Gravesend when I was seventeen. In them days, obviously, I wasn't driving or anything. It was a train up to Gravesend, and so it was. At that time, it was it was too much, really. So yeah. I came back down, and I think I signed. For, I may have signed for Peter Merritt at Whitstable then, around about then. And who was in the side that particular era? Who was who was there then? Was that what you were referring to? Were you talking about Gambrel and what was it after then? No, that was that was after that was Peter Merritt's first time. I think Jerry Allen was playing. Nick Den Nick Denley would have been inside. And there, was, there was a lot of Sheppy boys in the side, if I remember. But yeah, no, I I don't know why I didn't I didn't stay there long again because I'm a big baby and he probably dropped me. I left. <laughs> <laughs> As Andy Constable says to me, he threw his t- toys out the bag. <laughs> yeah, I say whenever I got dropped, I went back to Snowdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew you were going to get a game. Yeah, your yeah. son returning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What position were you playing then in early in the early days? Um, all all up front. Always played up front. Yeah, I didn't I didn't move. I sort of moved into midfield when I started managing Canterbury, really, which is sort of, what was I, 29, 28, 29, when yeah, I started yeah. managing Canterbury. Yeah. At the time that you were playing for Pace and Merritt at Whitstable, you must have been, what, 22, 23? I was probably longer than that. I was probably about 19, I think. When I sort of finished at Gravesend, I went back there. So I was 17, 18. I was about 19, I would have thought. Wow. I think Steve Watts, Steve Watts was there. I'm trying to think. Um, who Glad Kipper from Faversham, he was in goal. I'm sure, yeah. But no, it was it's just always always drawn back to Whitstable, between Whitstable and Snowdown. It's quite strange how this happens, isn't it? With with a particular club, you get an affinity with it and and that ends up being your club. Here at Belmont Banter, we always try our best to bring you a quality podcast. At times the audio quality is not what we would like. This is due to the signal dropping out during recording, which is not evident live. 
We are always trying to improve and hope that you continue to stay listening to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always, you know, obviously this is Whitstable, but I've always gone back to Whitstable because that's the club that, you know, I say is is my club. Yeah. Still look for their results now and that's, you know, that's the uh, the club I've had the most affinity with, I think. And um, where do you, when do you think you had your best season with Whitstable? Well, I won the I won the Kentley Golden Boot in eighty five, eighty six. You know what? It takes some doing. You know, you know, you got what twenty two, twenty three clubs. I don't know how many there was then. Yeah. But to come out on top uh, is is an achievement, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Two or three of the boys that I've had on that have done it as well. They they all put it right up there as as the pinnacle of what they've done. Oh yeah, yeah. From a you know a sort of selfish point of view, it yeah. is it is the what I aim to do in, you know, from a personal point of view for four or five seasons, whether I be at Whitstable or Folkestone, I was always in the top three of the golden boot, you know, chasers or the pack, if you like. The two years before I won it, I think I lost out by a goal. Who was the manager at that period? Uh, Wayne. Wayne Godden was the manager then. Good yeah. I think, I think Wayne was here about five years and I think all in, I probably had three years there with him. Where was, you, can you remember when you moved on today? Did you go back to Snowden again? No, I was... Um, dad, my dad and Simon Kay took over from Wayne, and I think I had a fallout with them two and went to Canterbury with uh, Miriam George and a few of the lads. So you <laughs> fell out with Dad. Oh, <laughs> well, that, that happens on a, a regular <laughs> basis back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that period with Simon. Simon's a lovely guy, and... One one person that's played for him said he's such a nice man. He's too soft to be a manager. Yeah, well, they were they were two totally opposites, and it just did for me. It just didn't work them working together. You know, they, I think they were they were quite good friends before they became joint managers, and I don't even know if they speak now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I think they do, but uh, yeah, well, no. I don't think it. But they were just it just didn't work with them, and we had a good side as well. You did, didn't you? Yeah, it was a decent side. It didn't yeah. just didn't seem to gel, did it? No, no, it wasn't the players, it was the managers. <laughs> yeah, it was the managers. Was that when um, Seth was in goal? Seth Kay was in goal? No, Seth no, Seth wasn't that was in goal. Late. Yeah, we had, we had that's the side we had. We had Lee Hook in goal. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. And he went on to play, well, he came from Wolves as a kid and then he went on and played for Dover for Oh, a long time, yeah. A few years. He's still coaching um, now, isn't he? I think he is still doing a bit down there, yeah. But you know, you know, Sean Pilbeam, we've done a lot of decent football um himself. Who else was there? Jacko was still there, I think. Curly had gone by then. Um yeah. Russell Mason was still there. Dave Gear, Gary Miller had turned up. But we had a That was a good side then. That we was we had good. a good side, yeah. Tell me something. When Jacko played Jacko played on the right, didn't he? Yep. Who played on the left? Normally, only Darren. That's it. I couldn't remember the other day because what they used to do, which I love, any time during the game, the two of them would switch over, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, and they used to confuse the hell out of the opposition. Yeah, and then Jacko sort of played sort of in the hole behind me and whoever was up front with me. Or and we had then we had Grant Gallagher there, didn't we? Well, yeah. before when Wayne was managed, we had Grant Gallagher there, who was a cracking player. He was a good player. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Attack-wise, for me, that was just heaven because they were both such good wide players. For you, the yeah. man in the middle, 
That must oh, be yeah. meat, meat and drink. Oh, I mean, the, the few years that I had those around me, I think the year I got my golden boot, I'd probably hit 48 goals, I think. And probably if you you had the sitters I missed, then it could have been 68. <laughs> they just made chances for fun for me, in all honesty. The nice thing about it, when you see a trio like that, is you know what they're going to do when they get the ball and they know where you're going to go. Yeah, it's, it's almost like telepathy in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so say we had a another. Well, say so let's go back when Wayne had it. We were, I think we were unlucky that that was the Tommy Sampson era of Herne Bay that they were just steamrolling everyone, yes. and uh, we were trying to be the best of the rest type thing. And I think we we finished fourth a couple of times, I think, yeah, and that yeah. was probably about right. But it was a good side. It just yeah. lacked something, didn't it? Maybe what it lacked was the gel in between the two managers. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they weren't they weren't at it then, but yeah, it, they, we we did have we've had some good sides, and that era for me really sticks out. Lovely, yeah. lovely time, happy times. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was a real. It was a real nice time for for the sort of years I was there. A nice time to be at the club. And when your time effectively came to finish at Whistleball. Where did you go next? I went to Canterbury. Oh, yeah. I went back to Canterbury. Um, it was, I think, oh, by this time I was about 28, 29. And in all honesty, I was probably a bit done for. <laughs> I was, um, I'd sort of moved back and playing in midfield. I'd had a few injuries and it was just, I suppose it was an easy out for me. There was a few of my mates there. Um, and then... Yeah, I went there and played there. And then, obviously, I went on to manage them for a couple of seasons. And did you and enjoy that's that? when we were ground hopping. And did you enjoy that? I loved it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of them... There was more... No one expected us to win because we had no money, no ground. Could we were lucky to have a kit sometimes. And it was um, it was good. It was enjoy hard, but yeah. enjoyable. And it was, a, it was a good grounding for me in sort of management. So you, you had two years there. Did you... I, yeah, I had, a, I had a couple of years there managing. And then um, I, think, well, I think they were on about coming out of the league or something like that, or something happened. And then I had probably 28, a good three or four years where I just went from club to club. I had a little spell at Lords Wood again with Wayne. I had a spell at a season and a half at Hythe with Dave Lindstrom. Um then I had a, a spell at Sheppey with Jeff Record. And I, it was just like... What, you played for some decent managers, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you know, I had, you know, I had, in between that, I, had a, back, I was back in with Canterbury with Alf Bentley. You know, play, you know, some real good managers. Do you know, one of the reasons why I love doing this is listening to you guys talking about all the different managers and players, and it just sort of like, it's all comes back. It's, yeah. It's really, really nice. I really enjoy it. But yeah, you know, I had probably three spells at Folkestone with uh, three different managers. So you really did do some ground hopping there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I went through a stage where I just wasn't happy anywhere, and I sort of ended up back at Whitstable and Snowdown, really. So I went, I went, I went to Folkestone, if I'm honest, for the money, um, and then that was with Darren Eyre. Darren Eyre was manager then. Really good for me, and it. I think I scored thirty-five goals in probably thirty-eight, forty games one season for them. Looking at goals in there, I mean, I've got my goals wherever you know. Yeah, 
they got their money's worth. They got their money's <laughs> worth, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Management, did it stop for you then? That was just a two-year spell? No, I, I then I came back. I left Canterbury and came back and managed Snowdown mm-hmm. in the Kent County League. And we finished second in that league twice, I think, you know, and I was I was getting players like myself who were past their sale by day. I had Timmy Dixon over there with me and Dave Armstrong and Sean and you know, a lot of good good players who were and it was good for us. We had you know, real good time, good couple of seasons. And then I went to um I went to Ramsgate as number two to Peter Hook. Oh right, Peter, I like Peter as well. Yeah, he's a lovely fella. He's a nice man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. When you know, I had a, had a season over there. He he finished halfway through the season for one reason or another, and I took it on to the end of the season. I don't know if I got the sack or uh, I just left. <laughs> there, there comes a time when you're doing that, and the fog of it all comes over your head, doesn't it? Well, I, Jimmy Jimmy Ward was still on the bench more than me, I think, <laughs> <laughs> or behind the bench. <laughs> Did that not give you the tempt to tempt you then to, to pursue management long term? Or um, I went. I then I I had a real I had God sort of a few injuries and because I was still trying to play and do this mm. and I thought right I'm not I'm not going to bother now and a lad a lad called um, Benno asked me to go to Deal Reserves and, and just play and I thought yeah. do you know what I'm thirty five thirty six. I'm going to go over deal and just play in their reserves and enjoy myself. Well, I ended up playing in the first team. And we, uh, I think we got to the last 32 of the Vars. Well, you know, there's myself, Gary Miller, again, a couple of the old yeah. boys. And we had a real good, good few years there. And then what happened is I took the, I finished playing probably when I was 38, 39, I, I finished. And then that was in deal first team. And I took the reserve team on. We won a couple of cups, a uh, midweek cup. And I think I had three years. Yeah, it was about three years managing the reserves over there. And then I got a, I started a new job. So I sort of stepped down and I think uh, Gary Miller took over. But he was there with me anyway. So it was just... Uh, and then, the yeah, yeah, then Gary did well. The new job you started, that wasn't when you got into the pub trade, was it? No, no, that, that was... Uh, believe it or not, I was working for Faversham Coachworks, driving a pink double-decker bus around the country for La Senza, the underwear company. <laughs> That's you, the only thing that would get me to pack in football. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. You imagine sitting, sitting in the dressing room and telling the boys as what you did for a living. Well, you know, I worked with um, Daniela Bucks, Gary Glinica's ex-wife, and yeah. just the Pussycat Dolls, they were all on it. It was... Um, it's the only thing that's going to get me away from football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, what a journey. What a journey. That's fantastic. So, literally, that was the period when you stopped management playing properly. When I say properly, forgive me. Even if you're kicking it around in a park, it's still a game of football. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I sort of, I would turn, I turned out for Snowdown then, turned turned out for Snowdown in the, I think it was the Canterbury and District League. And then I took my first pub on after that when I was what, four to two years later, I took my first pub on. Um, so, you know, pub life takes over and my belly got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised that you never had your own, did you have a football team? Well, in the pub? Yeah, the pub. Not, not the, the pub I had in Canterbury, I didn't. 
but yeah. I then took I then took a pub on in Elsham as well. So yeah. I then took Snowdown back on, and they they played out of our pub. But it's difficult kicking your uh, your players out of the pub on a Friday night. <laughs> it's not easy, is it? Yeah, you've got a game in the morning. That's the last one for you. Yeah, are you the landlord or are you the gaffer? You know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. So. Yeah, we turned up uh, a bit worse for wear on a few games. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. yeah but it was, it was good fun. We had, you know, it was just, it was more, for me, it was proper fun football. And it was, uh, yeah. we, we won more than we lost. Well, I've got an empathy with that. I ran a pub for eight years and we used to have a cricket team, but it was only a cricket team if we could play on a Sunday afternoon after yeah. three o'clock. Oh, yeah. And honestly, we we used to get asked to go and play against sort of like the B team or something somewhere, but then at the game, oh, we got some thrashings, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we turned up with Snowdown, I so say, when I had the pub, we turned up with nine a few times. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> guys yeah. turning up with shorts on and black shoes, and oh, goodness me. Yeah. We, we wrote a couple in one day, we were short, we had a game in the afternoon. I was going around the bar saying to them, anybody fancy going to cricket this afternoon? You know, we had two lads who'd never, ever been on a cricket pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the terror in their faces when you've got some burly guy throwing down a ball at zilch miles an hour. It's so funny. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's when you know you're playing on some pitches. I, I mean, I broke at 42, I was playing for Snowden, and I broke my ankle. Mm. It wasn't a bad break, but I was in a cast for eight weeks and I fell down a pothole. No one near me. I just fell down a pot. <laughs> you've had some. You've had some really, really good times, haven't you? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I can't complain at all. If I'm honest, no. No, I mean, all joking aside, winning the Golden Boot, you know, for any uh, any level of football, proves that you're the best in that league. And to be honest, the Kent League at times has been a good league to play in, especially when when you played. Yeah. Oh, it was. It, yeah. You know. To to win the golden boot when we were finishing fourth or fifth is is probably you know that bigger achievement because there was some there was some good centre forwards in them five sides four sides ahead of us. It just goes to show you 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 know you got the ability given the given the service you score the goals. Yeah, yeah, no, I've always, you know, I think some people think I believe too much in my own ability at times, but uh, but now if. I don't think I've ever let anyone down when whoever signed me to score goals. And if I was to say to you, what's the best dressing room that you've ever been in? Like for the camaraderie, the crack, whatever you want to call it. I would say Whitstable stroke Folkestone, but probably three or four of those lads who I'd sort of been with a long time. Yeah. You know, Gary Miller, Dave Gear, Miriam George, Peter Bradley, Darren Eyre. Ricky Rayner, you know, Chris Hampshire, they've all been in good. And between Whitstable and Folkestone, they, that's been the... That's been nice. That sounds really nice. That's really Yeah. Good. I mean, even even when I would say we weren't that old, but we were bringing the young lads from Whitstable through. You know, Curly, Jacko, Jimmy Pickard. You know, that was a real good dressing room when we were... Because uh, you know, they, were, they were good players. They, they, good they should players. have all played... Higher than what you know they did. Well, no, not Curly because he did. I think he Curly did, and poor old Jacko broke his leg, didn't he? Yeah, he broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was on his way. Jimmy was always a good player or steady. 
Yeah, he was. I, I he was another one who came and played at Snowdown for me. Yeah, I like Jimmy a lot. He's a nice lad, lovely lad. Yeah, it is, yeah. You know, you, when you do something like this, you realise the good lads that you've shared a dressing room with. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe that he used to, because he worked on the railways, Jimmy, Jimmy didn't Jimmy? Yeah. I can't believe that he'd come off the night shift and play football. Unbelievable. Yeah. And he was still doing that when he played for me at Snowdown in the Kent County League. Goodness me. Yeah, yeah no, good lads. And you talk about quality. I had a, quite a conversation with him one day about this, and he said to me, Tony, if I if I was to get the rest that the Premiership players play, well, the Premier League, then he was talking about, like the First Division, he said, if I was to get the rest that the First Division get, get the, the training that they get, get the food that they get, yeah. the dietary information and everything, he said, yeah. I'm sure that I could have played at that level. That's what he yeah. said to me. Yeah. And that doesn't apply just to Jimmy. There's a few no. players... Oh, that applies to a lot of lot of players in our our stand. I say our standard. That's yeah. I mean, you know, if you were, if you was to take away all of the stuff that's surrounding all these, let's say they're mollycoddled, which in a way they are. They're everything's done for them, and they put them in a situation where they've got to go and do a day's work, sometimes physical work all day, and then go and play in the game of football. They couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they, no. They couldn't. No, they couldn't do it. Could we, I used to work most Saturday mornings. It, it wasn't hard work what I was doing on a Saturday morning, but you had to get up at six o'clock, go to work, go home at 10, get ready for football. And, you know, I suppose nine out of 10 players at our, our level were doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they certainly did. And it's still going on now, of course, you know, with the yeah. today. Yeah, and, and I suppose it, it's, it's even harder for them now because of the way the leagues are set out. Yes, very much so. I mean, the travelling now is even worse than it was, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we used to moan if we had to go to Greenwich on a Tuesday night. and Yeah, down to Hastings or Crowborough yeah. or anywhere like that. It's, it's a nightmare. That's another thing as well, work-wise, being able to get the time off. I mean, if you've got a game on a Tuesday night, you've got to end up finishing work at, what, three, four o'clock in the afternoon to get exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the, all the time I was sort of playing, I was either working for myself or working with my dad so yeah. it's unless we'd fell out he'd moan about me leaving early <laughs> I love it oh, it comes back to you and your dad they're in rows brilliant <laughs> I'm going to have to get him on and get his side of the story yeah no yeah it'll be good it'll be good yeah well Geary said to me I've got to get him on so yeah it'll be good yeah I'd love to I'd like to get Jacko on as well are you in touch with Jacko at all? I haven't seen Jacko um, cool. I haven't seen Jacko since I went into CES to buy something and he was stood behind the counter. Oh, that God. was a couple of years ago. I don't know if he's still there. All right. Well, I'll, I'll track him down. Anyway, I'll need, I'll need to get him on there. Russell, Russell Mason's the man to track everyone down. He knows everyone and where they he, are. I know he does. And getting Russell on is a nightmare. He keeps saying to me, yeah, I'll tell him, don't worry, I'll be on, I'll be on. But getting him laid it down, I'll tell you uh, I'll get him on because I'll tell him I've been on now and he'll, yeah. he'll come on. You'll have to come on. You see, what it was when I first started doing this, I'm sure people thought that they were going to be stitched up a bit. You know, like, you know, yeah. you know I don't know to quite understand what's going on, yeah. what you're trying to do. But as it's gone on, now I've got a backlog of players. Yeah. I've either already recorded. I mean, this is going to come out in three weeks' time, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three or four yeah. weeks' time. But then I've also got players ready booked to come on after you which is oh, fantastic it yes, really brilliant. is 
It really is. And the nice thing about it is, that I, I don't mean this to sound flippant, I'm doing it on behalf of the club and all the non-league players. It doesn't really matter if they haven't got a great affinity with Whitstable because everybody in Kent League and in this sort of like league football at our standard, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You know, you know I'd say sure about a player that perhaps has only ever been to Whitstable when they come as a visiting player. But you've played with them probably, I don't know, 20 times during your career when you played yeah. for different clubs. I yeah. mean, yeah. Oh. how many times, Lee, how many times have you gone to a new club it sounds like you're always at a new club. Yeah. And you you walk in and you go, what are you doing here? You know? Oh, yeah. Well, usually when I went there, I knew they were there. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a merry-go-round, wasn't it? It, For really some, was. it was, you know, a lot it of players really went where they could get the most uh, the most money. A lot of players went, fell out with him over there. So they, they went here. Yeah, and it yeah. was... It was uh, it was just a merry-go-round, but no, I just I, I always ended up back at two clubs, and that was Snowdown and Whistable. Very nice too, and I'm thrilled and delighted you did. Yeah, it's really good. Well, I think we better wrap it up here now because uh, unfortunately I'm time sensitive on these things, but uh, it's been a, it's been a joy to have you on. It really has been good fun. Nice to catch up as well. And you, thank you very much. I'll just I'll just wind this up here. So from me here at Belmont Banter and Lee on the other end of the phone. It's, uh, thank you very much, everyone, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Yep, bye. <laughs> Cheers, Thanks. Tony. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.